Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. Today we're going to have, um, it's hard to explain this event to be honest with you, but um, there are some premier sponsors. And with our sponsorship program, uh, I, I love the sponsors here because here's what they, they are helping make this event possible. And our premier sponsors are really stepping up at another level. Number one, the financial contribution is higher, but number two, they also, they don't get to talk about what they do. Now I am going to talk about them and tell you what they do. Uh, we'll have Dan Lewis coming up. Dan, uh, Dan is at the insurance store, has an amazing practice, one of the top insurance agents in the country. And you know what? When you talk to him, he doesn't lead with his, comp his core competence. He's trying to figure out how you can help. And it's the same thing with Nick, Nick Najar, Nick with Real Producer. Um, if you meet Nick, he's going to try to figure out what he can do to help you. And Mark Warren, that's all the guy wants to do with CD Inspect. He just wants to figure out what he can do to help you accomplish your aspirational goals. But they're going to come up here, and the, the interesting part about this sponsorship program is that they're going to speak to you, but they're not going to be talking about their core competence. They're going to be talking something that they've learned, something that has uh, encouraged them, inspired them, helped them grow. And they're going to be talking about the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, a book by John Maxwell. So as we do that, my first question for you, though, is what is leadership? What is leadership? What is leadership? Come on. In, okay, influence. What else? Ability to make somebody else better. I love that. What else? Accountability. Okay, what else? Trust. What else? Vision, expertise. They're all, those are all great words. People, well, by the way, all you got to do is if you want to know if you're a leader, just turn around and see if anybody's following you. That's a, great, that's a great way. Now, here's my question. How many of you, in um, whether I've been mentoring, coaching, some people will, um, one of my coaching clients, he says, I'm not a leader. Anybody think they're not a leader and comfortable saying so in front of a room of a couple hundred people? <laughs> Bad question to ask. So, okay, you raised your hand. Why do you say you're not a leader? Okay. Um, not comfortable. So, by the way, this, this is what I mean by real conversations. And I just want to say thank you. That took some guts. I'm Brian. What's your name? Amanda. Amanda. Look at, see, people just clap when you take Courage is an awesome thing. So, you're just not comfortable with it. What, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what do you do professionally? I'm a realtor. You're a realtor. Okay. So, here's at the core of it. One of the reasons leadership is important, Amanda, is if you want to sell a house, is somebody going to have to listen to you? Are they going to have to take your advice? Yes. 
I'm just going to encourage you to say you are a leader. I, I can do it one-on-one, on one, but not a group. Okay, then this is freaking you out. Okay, now I'm just telling you I think you just grew as a leader because you said this is freaking you out. You just raised your hand and said, I'm not a leader. I think you just became a better leader because of the courage that you took. Now, what I'm going to say to you is I don't care who you are. Somebody yelled out the word influence, and I'm running over on my time, guys. I'm sorry, I'm going to get to Dan here in just a second. So, and come on up so we can just uh, accelerate the process. But here's what leadership is. It's influence. Write this down. Influence. Leadership is influence. And influence is impacting, hopefully in a positive manner, the way people think, the way people feel, and the way people act. So Amanda, I'm going to just tell you, you're a leader because you're, you're selling. If you're selling, you are a leader. You have to have somebody follow you. So if you're just a salesperson, a solopreneur, you are a leader. If you've got a client, you're a leader. If you've got somebody you love, you're a leader. So we're going to talk about some concepts today, and I'm going to bring up Dan. Um, Dan's going to kick us off, and then uh, he's going to turn it over to Mark, and I think Nick's going to wrap, us, wrap this up. But they're each going to pull out a law out of this book. We can't cover 21 of them in 90 minutes, um, but it's a phenomenal book. But I just want you to say, um, these guys are amazing. And if you haven't met Dan, if you haven't met Mark, and you haven't met Nick, you have to. They are building business in an authentic way. So... I, uh, if you could do me a favor, and each time one of these guys comes up, whether they ask for it or not, just give them a round of applause because they uh, they're, they're working on themselves so that they can be better in the community and help other people grow. Dan Lewix, take us away. Thank you, Brian. All right, so law number 17, the law of priority. So busyness doesn't equal... Uh, Activity. So activities you need to accomplish. Activity doesn't equal accomplishment. So just because you're doing something doesn't mean you accomplish something. So in order to illustrate that, I need to tell you about the night of November 3rd. So November 3rd. You all remember what you were doing the night of November 3rd, right before you went to sleep. So for me, what I was doing, I was, I was thinking about my next morning and what that was going to look like. I started thinking about what I do. So first thing first, let the dog outside. Second, start the coffee. Third, let the dog back inside, grab the cup of coffee, go grab my journal and start doing what I do with the journal, then exercise, uh, write down some things I'm grateful for, write down uh, some power statements, things to do that day, things I want to accomplish, priorities. So I write down three priorities. So very simple. So that was the night of November 3rd. Seems like a regular night. Let me tell you about how November 4th, the morning of November 4th went. It started out like this. I woke up, I grabbed my phone because it lights up in the dark so you can see things, flipped the screen over to Google, and I started reading whatever was on Google that day with the little news feed that you have, kind of like this. Walked over to where the dog is and let him out took him outside. Hey, how are you? Let him outside. Go back to the coffee. Fire the coffee up. Go back to the dog. Hi, Michael Burke. You're not the dog, but let the dog in. And then it all broke down. 
I'd got distracted by something on the Google machine, which then probably got me over on the Facebook thing. Next thing you know, I didn't journal. I didn't write down anything I was grateful for. I didn't write down any of the affirmations. I didn't write down any of my top priorities for the day. Kids woke up, wife woke up, stuff went nuts, you know, as it does when you don't have control. So I didn't plan the day. I didn't set my priorities. I didn't do any of that. But what I did realize that day was that same thing happened on the morning of November 3rd. And that same thing had happened on the morning of November 2nd. And that same thing had happened, did you get the theme? Did you get the theme? So that morning I decided that that was no longer going to happen. I was going to do something different. I was going to call somebody. I was going to tell them what I had realized. I was going to ask for help, ask them what they do. I know this stuff, but sometimes you just need to make a decision. So that morning I made a decision. November 5th wasn't going to work that way. So how do I know those dates? I was just curious when that date was, so I went to my book and I looked to see the date, and there it is, November 5th. So every day since then, I've done the journal, I've done the gratitude, I've done the power statements, I've done the exercise, but maybe you also have had something in your life where there was something that was a priority, you knew your values, you knew what was important, but have you ever got distracted by the Google machine? That little box? Have you ever got distracted by Facebook? Have you ever got distracted by the five people that you call when you're bored? All the time, Jim. It was funny that I happened to be looking at you. So whatever your priority is, um, there was a guy I was talking to a while back when real estate and lending were horrible. And I said, hey man, what's your day look like? He's like, I get to work every day at eight, no matter what, unless something comes up and then really 8.30. Like I'm never, never late past 8.30. But it's been really slow lately. So nowadays, I've been sliding in around 10. And, um, you know, I, I get in front of my computer and I, you guys seen office space? So I just sort of look at my computer for about 30 minutes and then I'm really ready to go. And I work hard for about an hour, hoping that 11.30 hits so it's lunchtime. And I do lunch for about an hour and a half. And then at 1 o'clock, I hope to goodness that I can come up with activity so that I can make it until 2 before I leave the office. So activity was the only thing that mattered to him was just putting the time in. We had a full conversation. He realized his priorities, realized what he was doing to his family by sloughing through his job. He could have been getting his resume put together, which is what he would have had to done had he not changed. So you all might be able to relate to that. So here's a few things John Maxwell recommends so you don't fall into that trap, so you can recognize it and get out of it. So we talk about, or John talks about the three R's. So what's required? So what do you have to do? Who are your relationships? Who are your commitments? Uh, what are your core values, the things that you've got to stay true to yourself so that you can accomplish your big things? What gives you the greatest return on your investment? So it could be time. So how much time do you put into something versus the output you get from it? So you might evaluate how much time you spend on things and what you're getting out of it. Is that getting you the return that you want? 
and the reward. So what things do you love? What do you enjoy doing? How can you do more of that? So if you step into the things that are your strengths, 80-20 rule, let's totally invest in the things that give us 80% of the reward. Look for that 20% that's the big lever, the big, the big things that your strengths are in, the relationships that you have. So focus on those type things. Look for the what's required, what do you have to do? What are the things you could delegate? The stuff that aren't in your strength zone that you could get rid of. Somebody else could do way better than you. What's the greatest return you can get? And what gives you the greatest reward? Where do you get that joy? Where do you get that excitement? Where do you get that fire? Whatever that is, golfing, family, church, uh, certain job activities that you have. Get rid of the ones that you don't. So what can we do right now in this moment so whatever that thing was, that Google thing or the Facebook thing or the, whatever it was in your life, write it down right now. Write the thing down that distracts you from your priorities. Everybody's probably thinking of something, some habit that you have that you just get pulled away from. See, about half of the people I would say, they're like, oh yeah, I got it. The rest of you have something too, I would bet. I would bet. I bet it's not just us, ha us on this side of it. So think about that, and then think about what you could be doing and what stops you from doing it. So what's in that 20% zone that you should be spending more time doing, and what's taking you from it? And if you're really brave, tell somebody at your table today and take that commitment level up. Tell, the, tell that person, I am committed to whatever that activity is that you really need to ramp up your time and effort and energy on, and then also what you're going to stay away from, and that'll take your commitment level up so much. So since I've been doing this since November 5th, what has happened and what can happen for you if you commit to something and pour into it, my wife now has a journal. It's not the one I bought from her with the uh, business stuff. No, it's the colorful, cutesy one with the artistic activities and different things in it. But she loves it. She's like, hey, what's that thing you've been doing for such a long time? I used to do it, but she'd never see it. But she started waking up earlier and saw it. So the byproduct is now she has a more productive day because she's keeping track of her priorities. The other, I started doing exercise, so I'm going to do 40,000 push-ups this year. Oh my gosh, that's impossible. There's no way. So the math on that is 110 a day. You just got to do 110 a day. So the byproduct of what happened was one day I was doing a push-up. I happened to look left. I think the dog was there, and I realized I had a tricep that I didn't know I had. <laughs> Much better shape. The belt loop's down one. The chest is a little bit bigger. I feel more confident. Like... These little things that we do, if we stick to what's important, so because I've keyed in on this one habit, all the rest of the things rock out the rest of the day, and I have a lot more focus through the rest of the day. So you guys can do these type of things too. It doesn't have to necessarily be your morning routine, but there's something that's holding you back from your greatest priorities that's keeping you away from your core values, which are keeping you away from spreading that with others. So when you think about 
doing the best you can, it impacts others. So once upon a time, somebody told me I was selfish, and I don't feel that way. And I, I got it. I hear what you're saying. Because I'm not doing, that's not helping others. So in a way, that's selfish. So thank you, everybody. Law of priorities. Do the right activities so that you accomplish your priorities. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Thank you, sir. All right, Mark Warren, this is going to be awesome. I totally thought Nick was going next, so I've been uh, super excited to see you speak today, Mark. Which one I need to hit? Teach me. There you go. It's you. Mark Warren, that's me. <laughs> I have a couple more. Which one do I need to hit? And that one go back. That's good. Okay, good morning. This is my first time doing this, so you can give me a break, okay? Out of my comfort zone. Not really. I just need to have a conversation today, what I'm passionate about. I picked law number five because this is something I do every day in my life. When I open my door to the outside, I have an opportunity, okay? Law number five is leaders add value by serving others. So... I'm going to ask you a question. Which one would you rather have, success or significance? Which one would you rather have? Why? So if you have success, you've done it, right? If you have significance, you've helped others. There's a difference. And when you become a leader, a leader doesn't become about themselves. It becomes about you bringing out the best in someone else so that they can become successful. Leaders are unselfish people. Now, we see across the spectrum, there's many different kinds of leaders that we get to see every day. Some are good. Some are better. But the bottom line of leadership isn't how far we advance ourselves, but how far we advance others. This is John Maxwell. I'm going to quote him many times. He makes great things. John Maxwell writes all kinds of books. And if you read him, you'll understand he comes from a heart for people. I want you to think about another thing. Who added value to you? I'm going to give you a couple of illustrations I have. I had a uh, fifth grade teacher that added a lot of value to me, Mr. Lar. He messed my life up, okay? And what he did, he said, Mark, I think you'd become a great lawyer. And at teacher conference with my parents, he says, I could take this kid home with me. But then there was one day he did this. He said, okay, Warren, out in the hall. He said, bend over, grab your knees, and look forward. And he applied the Board of Education to the back seat of my understanding. <laughs> you know why? Because I was arguing with him. Now, that was back in the day. But I had something of value that day. It was painful in one sense, but he taught me to respect authority. And he also showed in my life that I could be something different. I could be a lawyer. And I've thought about it many times, about becoming a lawyer. But then there was another guy that helped me in business a long time ago, a personal friend of mine, Tim Clark. And he says, hey, why don't you go out to Las Vegas to the National Inspector and become a recruiter for us? So I went out there. He gave me an opportunity. And I learned how to start talking to people and recruiting. He, had a lot, he added a lot of value to me in that day. 
And so I realize that many people have added value over my life. And I ask you, who's added value to you? Can you think of a teacher? Can you think of some other personal friend that said something to you one time that changed the trajectory of your life for the rest of your life? Now, we, we teach here to study, practice, and teach. So what I want to do, what you learned from that person that added value to you that day, then I want you to use that. You already know. The path has already been set there. So you've already been added value by someone. So take that way that they added value to you and add it to someone else. Study, practice, teach. So how many people know what this movie is about? It's a wonderful life, right? How many people watch this movie at Christmas? You're all junkies. Is anybody here that has never seen this movie? You guys need to get, you need to get a life, okay? All right. It's a wonderful life. I'm going to give you the premise of this whole movie. Okay? So Jimmy Stewart, who is the actor in here, and he portrays George Bailey. little background about Jimmy Stewart. He left his movie career to go fly as an airplane fighter, and he did that, and he wanted to go on the front lines, and he did that for, through the whole army, through the whole war. He came back, he had PTSD. He had problems. This was the movie he came back that he first made. So in a lot of the movie, there was a whole lot of drama where he, in his life, he was going through his Uncle Billy lost the money for the bank, okay? And the bank was going to shut down. The people of the community were going to. Then he had the evil guy, Mr. Potter, in Potterville. So all of a sudden, the movie twist. He has a car accident, gets knocked out, and all of life he gets to see of how he would have been if he had never been in that positions in life and how he added value to people. It was a negative thing. All those things about life, he was sucked out of it, and all these people had a life that had turned upside down. And Clarence the Angel says, and there's a lot of quotes, every man's life touches others. So when you think about adding value here today, every man's life touches others. One of the things I've been very fortunate to know in this community here, that I've watched people grow over the last eight years. I was fortunate to be here. I can see groups called Connect with the Connectors, Coffee Connections, okay? Many masterminds in Barnhart down there where you don't even know Southern, Southern Missouri, okay? We don't even know where that is, all right? All right? Yeah, yeah, see, see? Anybody know where Herculaneum is? All right? All right, half and half. But I've watched people grow and how they've added value. And I've watched how the leader here has taken it from one step, he learned the next step, he learned the next step, and we all have grown exponentially over eight years. Unreal. So I'm going to give you a couple of things, the law of addition. Five steps to add value to others. Very simple things that I want you to learn. Listen to their story and ask questions. One of the things that John Maxwell writes in another book called Great, good leaders ask great questions. It's a great book, and it goes through all kinds of questions. One of the things you want to know, what's their life story? 
I sat down with a young lady. She's in the room today, and she shared how uh, in her life, in her living room, they had fold-up lawn chairs and a plastic. Gave me context for her to be able to help her. So it's about understanding where they are and just starting from there. Learn their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations, the things that they want to know and how to do. I'm getting returned 60 this year, and I ask myself, how the heck did I get here? Okay? By a lot of help of a lot of people every day. That's what I realized. Make their agenda your priority. When they share your li their life story and dreams and the things that they want to do, then make sure that's what you help them do. Make it a priority to help them. Learn their dreams. You've got to believe in them. When I said you've got to know where people are at, you've got to know where you help them believe the next dream that comes true in their life. I've been very fortunate to have people behind me that help me every day to live my dreams. I have a wife of 40 years, okay? She hates when I say that. I'm not going to point her out today, but she's back there, okay? <laughs> All right? And I tell this joke, and it's not, okay, I say every day she must be on Prozac to live with me, okay? Because uh, you get this 24-7. But added value. Everyone around me adds value. I don't have to like them. I say this all the time to people. Listen, I love my children, but I don't like them every day. And you know what? They don't like me either, okay? But we have a love that corresponds, and that's what helps people. You've got to believe in them. You've got to not see them as they are. See them as what they can become. Because faith is one of those elements of not how you are, but what you think you can become every day. Believe in people who they can become. Discuss ways to accomplish their vision. One of the things that's been done, and I've been in coaching, I tell people this, listen, I am turning 60, and I pay more for education now than I ever have in my life. Because I realize I, I know less than what I ever have. It's a perspective. Because I'm venturing in other areas. Discuss ways. One of the things we taught here is the 12-week year. If you don't hold yourself accountable or if you don't hold someone else accountable, then you really don't love them enough. If you don't hold people accountable, you really don't love them enough. It's hard. It's a realizing. Nobody wants to be responsible. I want to have the longest childhood ever. Don't you? Okay? And she thinks I am. All right? Help them until the vision is accomplished. Perseverance. You've got to stay after it. You've got to help them. You've got to build it. All right? And the last point is this. You can either have success or you can have significance. It's your choice. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Fantastic. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your attention. Uh, if everybody could stand up really quick. We're not going to do any affirmations today. We're going to do a different part of the lifesavers, the visualization. So one of the things I've done, or tried to do at least, is is really incorporate some of the morning rituals that I've used and that I've learned from uh, the, the Miracle Morning book. Uh, by the way, Miracle Morning for Relationships is out. Uh, just hit the, 
uh, Amazon and the bookshelves uh, early last week, I think. Uh, but anyway, the, the visualization. So Dan kind of touched on quite a bit, the morning ritual and things like that. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you guys today about process and the law of process. And if you think about it, every single day, it's a, it's a process. You wake up, you go through a process, and you, you continue and you refresh and renew and uh, reinvigorate yourself. So what I want you guys to do is just close your eyes. And close your eyes, man. Come on. He's saying he's not going to close his eyes. I mean, everybody, close your eyes. Come on. I'm, I'm not going to, I promise I won't come in like do anything crazy. Close your eyes. You have to participate. Um, and I want you guys to just think about the ideal day, okay? And we're just going to really quickly walk through the ideal day for you. All right? So you close your eyes. You like, you went to bed and now like you're waking up, right? And, and you're awake. What, what does that ideal day look like for you? Where are you? Who are you with? What's on the agenda for the day? Just really, really visualize and picture that in your mind. And visualize the process. I'll let you just kind of think through this for another 30 seconds or so. Good day, huh? All right, take some big deep breaths. Use your stomach, like when you breathe, like breathe into your stomach. Big deep breaths. Three big, real big breaths. Raise your hands really high and high-five your neighbor and take a seat. All right. So hopefully that you got a little something out of that. That's something that I suggest you do every single day. A lot of times our days can get away from us, and the, the things that if you can really like visualize and plan out your day, uh, who you're going to meet with. I know for me, you know, when I visualize my ideal day, I'm not here. I'm like literally on a, on a beach, like, and I open up and I look out at the ocean and I say hi to my wife and we have coffee and go hit the beach and do all bunch of fun stuff. Uh, but I also, when I think about, you know, if I'm going to wake up tomorrow, I'm going to visualize my day. I'm going to think about who I'm going to meet with. Whoever, who, who's, who, who are you looking for? There's a seat up in the... Don Joller. Don. I don't see Don. Don, your seat's right here. Lovely lady saving you a seat. Um, when, when, you, when I think about my day, I think about who am I going to meet with? How is that appointment going to go? Uh, this is something, uh, how many guys are at like make sales calls on a consistent basis? Show of hands. Okay, so like visualizing that appointment before you go into that appointment. You're sitting in your car. What is that going to look like? You know, think about how you would like that conversation to go and really visualize that. There's a process with all this stuff. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about visualization. I'm here to talk about process, so I'm going to dive into that. Uh, the law of the lid. So I can't, we can't talk about the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership without talking about the law of the lid. Who knows what the law of the lid is? Or, well, like, who wants to explain what the law of the lid is? Come on, somebody's got to. All right, Anthony Merkel, you win the gold star. What is the law of the lid? My interpretation of the law of the lid is we all have limitations, and the people that follow us or the people that work with us, 
if, if, if they want to expand past that, we will lose them. People cannot follow us if they're looking to grow more than we are looking to grow. That's perfect for me. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And that's it. perfect. What, what Brian talked about earlier, you know, we're all leaders. To, you know, we're all leaders. Whether you want to be a leader or not, you're a leader. So you have a capacity, right? You have a capacity. There's a lid on where you are at in your ability to influence, your ability to earn money, your ability to make a difference, make an impact, create a legacy. So until you're able to grow that, that, that lid, that capacity, you're, you're not going to hit your full potential. So it, it's all about creating a process for this. So there's a, 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 one of my, I don't know, mantras, missions, whatever. Uh, it's a Kaizen. Who, who, wants to, who knows what uh, the definition of Kaizen is? Go for it, Mike. It's just continuous improvement, right? Continuous improvement. It's a Japanese term, I believe. Continuous improvement. So when I think of it, I think about every single day, what can I do to become a better person? Okay? And every single day, kind of like Dan talked about, he explained a process that he has. And one of the things that I personally challenge, have challenges with a lot, especially in business and uh, some, some of my priorities and processes, is, is I just want things right away. Everybody else, like, you just want to go out, you got this idea, and you want to execute on that idea, and you want to just, it just want, you want it to be done, right? One of the things I'm recognizing recently is I've, like, I've got a plan and a process, but I know it's going to take at least 12 months for me to hit my, my goals and my objectives there, just because it can't happen overnight. So I really just need to always step back and, one, set the process. So as a leader, you really need to create that process, Right? You need to create that system. You need to create that plan. But most importantly, you need to trust in your own plan. I think of a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we take the time to create something, and then we divert, and we pivot, and we divert, and we go, and we got this great idea. Oh, that's a great opportunity. And then you make an action on it, and you're like, oh, I like this idea better. Anybody you know where I'm coming from, or is this just me? Yeah. All right, cool. So at the end of the day, Everybody has it, by the way. Some people are worse than others. Like, my goal this year is to say no to everything. Literally, if it's not on my priorities, my process, I need to say no. And sometimes you have to say yes. Sometimes it makes sense to say yes to certain things. Uh, but you have to trust in the process and say no to more things. So, hopefully you guys love that book. Now, this book, The, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, one of the things I love about that book, and also Jeffrey Gittimer's book. Uh, what is Jeffrey's book, The Laws of, what is the 21, anybody? 21 Laws of Selling. 21.5 Irrefutable Laws of Selling. That's not the exact title. You guys know Jeffrey Gittimer, anybody? So there, there's two books I highly recommend. This is one of them, uh, the, the, law of, the Laws of Leadership, and then tw Jeffrey Gittimer's 21.5 Irrefutable Laws of Selling or something like that. Because they're laws, they're like proven principles. Like if you don't follow the 21 laws, you will fail as a leader. Like there's just no other way around it. And a lot of people have told me as we were talking about this book and what, what would be a good book to cover, a lot of the best leaders actually read this book every single year. Like every single year, December, January, they, they read it. And they re it's just one of those books you just you read mo over and over again because it's not, you don't just read it to read it, you read it to master it. So... Hopefully you got some value out of that. Thank you, Mark and Dan, for uh, all that stuff. And uh, I'm going to dive in. Thank our sponsors. So. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. 
we want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event scheduled there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.